0: These days of dying. By heart of spells. Chapter 1, Orchestra He wakes with a jolt, a loud clang of metal lifting him from his prone position. There's a screech somewhere in the distance, shouting following it, horns raging, an orchestra of sound streaming through his cracked windows. Sirius peers around blearily, trying to orient himself to his surroundings. He's on the floor near the wall, half-curved around the edge of the sofa. He blinks, staring down at himself, finding his body fully dressed, jacket still draping from his shoulders, serious having not even removed it upon returning home. He doesn't remember coming back at all, tries to even recall where he'd been. Glancing around the flat, nothing else looks off, no one else seeming to be present with him, and none of his possessions obviously missing. His head aches dully just behind his eyes and around the back, so Sirius settles on a legless night, too much fun, and shakes it all away. Gingerly pushing himself up from the floor, muscles protesting, Sirius wobbles a bit as he rights himself, reaching to grip at the arm of the sofa until he's steady. He shakes his head again, vision blurring, and he curses himself for going too hard. Sirius eventually gets his legs moving beneath him, shuffling to the kitchen. He sticks his head under the tap, guzzling down the pouring water, his throat impossibly dry, but it doesn't help. Leaning back against the counter, groaning faintly, Sirius stares out the window opposite him, watching the rain heavy clouds roll through the gloomy sky. And then he loses track of time passing. He wakes again in the same position. He's finding he's doing that a lot lately, never remembering falling asleep in the first place or why it always seems to be in this place on his floor, his only explanation the warmth of the fire, though there isn't one burning. The days trickle by, serious losing time but never looking at it too closely. It seems as though every time he tries, he's waking again. He putters through his flat, drinks water, flips through books, but each day he rouses once more in that same spot, confused as to how he'd got there in the first place. The locks click one day as Sirius is pulling himself up from the floor, his head snapping around as the door swings open. A man enters, gazing around, his brown eyes a little sunken, skin weathered and lined, a smattering of grey showing around his temples, mixing with his honey brown hair. He looks world-weary, a bit beaten down, cooked a little too long at a high setting. Who are you, barks Sirius at the sudden intruder. The man turns to look at him sharply, the lines etching deeper as he frowns. It takes the other a while to speak, but when he does, his voice is quiet, curious, eyes drifting over Sirius studiously. I could ask you the same, he says, a tinge of uncertainty in his tone. They didn't tell me they were calling for any repairs or work. Sirius ignores the words, taking two large steps across the sitting room blocking the man's access to the rest of his home. How did you get in here, he demands. Brown eyes stare him down as he lifts a key in silent answer. Sirius huffs agitatedly. Who gave you that? The owners, comes the simple response. Not bloody likely. I own this place. Where'd you get it? The man's frown deepens. The owners, he states again, enunciating the last word. They needed someone to look after it. Said they couldn't. Are you related to them, the potters? Sirius pulls back a bit, head beginning to throb more insistently. The potters don't own this flat, I do, he insists, squinting a little against the increasing ache. Not what they told me. Showed me the papers and everything, says the man, face hardening slightly. They rented it to me three days ago. I live here now. You can't live here, snaps Sirius. I don't know what you're trying to pull, but it won't work. This is my flat. The other man scoffs, stepping away from the door, holding it open. You're mad, he mutters. This place has been empty for more than two months. There's a layer of dust over everything as deep as the Thames. No one has lived here for a while. Now if you don't mind." He motions out the door, but Sirius is no longer paying attention, his eyes sweeping the surfaces of the room, wondering how he'd not noticed sooner. It's like nothing has been touched, the man's correct, dust covering everything in sight. Sirius stumbles backwards a bit, suddenly disoriented again. His head spins, his body teetering before it begins to fall, the man reaching out for him but too late. He wakes again on the floor by the sofa, wide brown eyes staring at him from the opposite side of the room, mouth gaping wide.